What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So I want to just kind of talk today. Nothing specific, but there are a few things I read that I wanted to share, kind of just share my thoughts. And the first of which is that Hector Gomez. So Hector Gomez is like a, um, I mean, he's a reporter and um, he's well-connected with Dominican baseball. Um, I think he's based out of the DR, but he usually he usually tweets in Spanish, and um, he gets a lot of the scoops for the Dominican players who are like signing free agent deals, like usually before American news outlets get them. And he, you know, he he tweeted, or at least he kind of quoted someone else, but he shared that Wander Franco, who's Major League Baseball's top prospect, believes. He should be able to get $300 million within the next four years. The quote is, in four years, I see myself with $300 million on the table. I don't know where Wander Franco is getting that idea, but that just doesn't seem realistic. I, I don't know where he's getting that notion. I mean, unless Major League Baseball completely restructures its CBA such that players on arbitration you know players can re- either one reach arbitration early or players in the first year of arbitration can make so much more than the market I, I don't see that happening I mean the only way that's going to happen is if the Rays offer him an extension I mean the largest contract ever given by the Rays was the hundred million dollars they gave to Evan Longoria six years 100 million dollars and Evan Longoria was every bit as touted of a prospect as Wander Franco. I mean, maybe not with the bat, but as an overall prospect, I mean, Wander Franco is the number one overall prospect in baseball, but Evan Longoria was also pretty much, I mean, he was up there, number three overall pick, and he was at the top of he was at the top of all lists I can remember. I mean, this dude came up really young, age twenty two when he was up, and he hit the ground running and he was Rookie of the year, and you know, he's an all star his rookie year, winning silver sluggers, gold gloves right out the gate, like in his second year, and everything. Evan Longoria was as good as they come, getting a lot of comparisons to. I remember he was getting comparisons to A Rod and things like that. So, I, I'm not sure where Wander Franco is getting the notion that he's gonna get a free agent kind of deal right out of the gate. That, may, that makes absolutely no sense. I mean, there's a pretty decent chance he won't even be arbitration eligible at that time. But, I mean, he is a 19-year-old shortstop with an 80-grade hit tool, which almost never happens. I mean, it's happened two years in a row. Um, Vlad Jr. last year and then Wander Franco this year. But I think before that, it, it hadn't really happened in a very long time. I mean, let's see what this guy does in the big leagues first. I mean, there's really no reason to expect he's going to be much better than some of the studs we're seeing in today's game, like Acuna and Soto. I mean, these are like two of the best players in the game right now, and they're extremely young. And I mean, Soto hasn't signed an extension, but Acuna signed his $100 million over eight years, which is still obviously below his market value. So for Wander Franco to think that he's going to get $300 million, I, I don't really know where he's getting that notion, but um, it is what it is. In other news, apparently John Gibbons wants to 
get back into managing. He's the former manager of the Blue Jays. You know, he managed those Blue Jays teams with Josh Donaldson, uh, Joey Bats, uh, Stroman. You know, 2015-ish, 2016 Blue Jays when they were doing special things. Uh, right now, he's a scout with the Braves, but he's saying that he wants to get back in the dugout. There's kind of a reputation he has around the league that considers him to be like an old school type of manager. He's not very, you know, into analytics and doesn't understand it as much. And he would be better suited for a veteran clubhouse. But he himself doesn't agree with that assertion. And he's going to kind of have to fight that stigma, I guess. Um, yeah, so he, he interviewed for the Astros job. But, he, you know, he, that, he didn't get that job because that job went to Dusty Baker. But he's making it known that he wants to get back into a major league clubhouse. I mean, that's the first step. If no one knows it, you want to do it, then you're probably not going to be approached with the opportunity. So first step is to make it known that you want to do it. In other news, Willie Calhoun says he's back up to 100%. So Willie Calhoun, Rangers outfielder, took a 95-mile-an-hour pitch to the face from um, Urias, uh, Jose Urias. Um, wait, is it Jose or Julio? It's Julio, isn't it? Julio Urias. Yeah, it's definitely Julio. I'm sorry. Julio Urias of the Dodgers. And, uh, you know, it, it fractured his jaw. He was going to miss opening day everything. But now with a delayed season, it's given him a time to get healthy. And now he's back up to 100%. I mean, Willie Calhoun's a good player. He, he was, I mean, he is in line to play a key role for the Rangers this year. He had a very productive year last year in 2019. I mean, he's 25 years old. Last season, he put up good numbers for them. I mean, an 848 OPS on the year, 21 bombs in just 83 games played. Just 83 games played, he had 21 dingers for them. And, and you know, he was productive. Like I said, 848 OPS. So, you know, look for Willie Calhoun to hold things down in the outfield for them. This year is going to be him, Joey Gallo. You know, they got rid of Nomar Mazzara. So I'm trying to think who the third outfielder will be. Not too sure. I'm not 100% familiar with the Rangers roster off the top of my head like that. But Willie Calhoun... Will be healthy and ready to go. He's he's back, you know, back in back in shape. He's healthy. Thankfully, that jaw healed because it was a nasty injury when, when I saw that happen. It was pretty it was pretty ugly. In other news, uh, you know, this one's more on a somber note. Former Athletics minor leaguer Miguel Marte passed away of COVID nineteen at the age of thirty. So um, that's that's obviously um, a tragedy. And, uh, you know, we, we we just hate to hear that. We hate to hear that. Um, hope We hope that anyone who is dealing with the effects of COVID-19, maybe not directly, but maybe, you know, job loss or, you know, a loved one who may have it. We just, you know, we hope you're, we hope you're doing well. We wish you the best. That's, that's just a tough situation. That's a tough one. But, you know, uh, Marte played in the A system from 2008 to 2012, and he survived by his wife and two children. So we are still in a holding pattern, you know, but I think I'm going to do some interesting new topics in the next coming days. Just wanted to kind of do some news and notes from around the league today. But that Wander Franco story definitely caught my eye, and I was very skeptical about that. Not sure where this kid is getting this idea, but it's good to be humble. It's good to be humble. I think... Um, but 
But we'll see what happens when he does make it up to the bigs. Because he will. Uh, if not this year, the next for sure. But it'll probably be up this year, quite frankly. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.